0: In the book of Exodus, if you have the book of Exodus, chapter 1, we're going to begin in verse 7. We're going to read a few scriptures here. I'm going to read it from here. It says, But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became the, came so numerous that the land was filled with them. Keep going. Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. A couple more here. It says, so they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor. And they built Pithom and Ramesses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread like cockroaches. So the Egyptians came to, the, came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. Somebody say ruthlessly. Now the last scripture, it says they made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthless, ruthlessly once again. Now, one of the most important sciences of study when it comes to the Bible is the field or the study known as hermeneutics, right? The word refers to the science and art of biblical interpretation. And within hermeneutics, there are many principles. Which I was going to say, where's Pastor Paul? Can I get an amen, Pastor Paul? Yeah. And one of those principles is the principle of first mention. And this principle states that how a subject is used when it is first mentioned in the Bible determines its usage throughout the Bible. Not in everything, but many things. And in our text, one of the subjects mentioned is the land of Egypt. If we apply this principle of first mention to the land of Egypt, we have to go back to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. I mean verse 10. Genesis chapter 12 verse 10 I want to read this scripture I believe I I gave that to him right come on Selena that's my daughter I could do that (laughs) amen is it up there amen this is what it says it says now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe amen In those verses, we see Abraham, he walks out of the will of God to go to Egypt because of a famine in the land. And he experiences some very difficult consequences as a result. Therefore, we see here that the first time Egypt is mentioned in the Bible, it's in a negative context. And this sets a tone for how Egypt is viewed throughout the Bible. And even to this day, when we talk about Egypt, you know, we say, don't go to Egypt. Stay out of Egypt. Don't go back to Egypt. And we need to understand here. We see that you know what. Before Abram, it says that there was a famine. So he, you know what he, you know what he did. He he actually did is he took matters into his own hands, instead of trusting in God. Instead of saying you know what man I'm gonna, I got to hold out here, I got to hold on to God. See, some of you might be in a famine right now. You might be in a famine in your finances. You might be in a famine in your marriage. You might be in a spiritual famine, an emotional famine. You might be going through something right now. But you know what? You need to stay right where you're at. You need to hang on to where God has you. Because we see here, even Abram, is that the Bible says he went to Egypt. He said there's a famine. Instead of trusting in God, he went down to Egypt. Amen? And I want to warn you tonight, don't go back to Egypt. Before Abram stepped out of the will of God, Abram had just received marching orders to go to Canaan along with many promises that would take place through his life. Go ahead and put that up, uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. We're going to read a few more verses. Got a little bit of Bible here tonight. Amen. And, you know, I'm a, are the youth in the house tonight? Is the gang here? I know they just came back from Ontario, and I know that God gave them promises. God spoke to their hearts. This ain't a time for you to go back to Egypt or to look at Egypt. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you will be cursed, and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. You know, when 75 is like, that's a youngster. Because they used to live till 500 or 600. He was was just a pup still. Amen. It says he was 75 years old. He took his wife Sarai His nephew Lot and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. A couple more. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of, of Morah at Shechem. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offsprings I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him and so here we see that before the famine he had just been given a promise he had just been given you know what a vision he had just been given a destiny for him and us not only for his family but for you and me for all of us and you know what God has given you and I a destiny God has given you and I a promise God, that's why God has given us the inner cities of the world. God has, you know what, saved us for a purpose. And he told us to go to every inner city of the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. And lift up the name of the Lord. Yeah. But oftentimes on our way, we want to go back to, you know, we get dry. We go through hard times. Things ain't happening the way we want them to happen. You know, we go through hardships. We go through trials. And it gets difficult. Let me tell you something. It's not easy serving the Lord, but it's better. Amen? And, and, you know, so we see here that that God has called us. God has a purpose for us. You young people, man, this ain't no time to, to look back. You Some of you are getting ready to go back to school. Amen? And in many of our schools, man, the spirit of Egypt is there. Every time we walk out the door, the spirit of Egypt is trying to... to you know, to pull us down. You see, Egypt is a type or a metaphor of the world from before and also today. See, because Egypt, in the past, Egypt held the people of God in bondage and slavery. And we even still see it today. Many people are in bondage. Many people are, you know what, uh, in bondage to, to things, to things of the world to drugs, to alcohol, uh, to all kinds of different things, to to sex and to, you know, men and to women. And and there's a lot of things that that, that people are embodied in judgment. I'm talking about believers. And, but, you know, we got to realize, you know what, man, we we can't, we can't, you know what, God don't want us to go back to Egypt. The thing I want to tell you is that, you know what, see, Abram, Abram comes from, you know, he comes, he comes straight, almost straight from the throne. There wasn't too many people, you know, alive before Abram. And we see Abram, that here God took him to Canaan, to the promised land, and then he wants to, you know, because, I mean, God takes him, God, he goes back to Egypt. See, some of you, you know, your parents were born and they lived in Egypt for a long time. Well, they, 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 got, they got dominated, man. They got beat up by Egypt. They were in bondage for many years. I was in bondage for many years. You know what? But God has, has, call, has called your parents, and then here you are. You know what? Uh, some of you, you want to take the blessings, and you want to take all the good things God wants to give you, your family, your children, your grandchildren. Man, you want to squander them and go back to Egypt. Huh? I believe God has something better for you. We see this throughout the Bible, though. That God's people always getting attacked. The spirit of Egypt always trying to come and get us. When Hagar wanted a bride for Ishmael, her son, she took him a bride, she brought him a bride from Egypt. Huh? She said, I'll just go get one down to Egypt. I'll just go buy one down there. I'll just bring her back for my son. You know? Do you long to return to Egypt? Do you think about going to Egypt? Do you think about, you know what, just, you know, stepping back? You know, we got to understand, though, that before we look down on Abram here and Jacob, is that maybe we, too, should admit to the fact that we, too, experience a pull from Egypt. Amen? We, we experienced that pull. It's always trying to get us. It's always trying to, you know, distract us. It's always trying to move us here and trying to move us there. In truth, many of the Lord's people spend a significant amount of their lives either looking back to Egypt or rubbing up against Egypt, uh, which I what I call doing the bump. You remember the bump, right? Remember we used to bump? Hey. You know, sometimes we want to bump with Egypt. Don't bump with Egypt. Egypt will take you out. Egypt will defeat you. Greg used to do that. I got that from Greg. See him in them parties over in Old Alvarado. But they either, you know what, looking back at Egypt, or they're bumping with Egypt, or they're just living there full time. Tonight I want to use the experience of Israel and Egypt and talk about a little bit about how to overcome the pull of Egypt. You and I, look, we don't have to live defeated lives. We don't have to live cold, carnal, uh, unspiritual lives. We can, by the grace of God, walk in victory and power. This is what Pastor was talking about a few minutes ago. God is, we, we live from victory. We have the victory. God has delivered us. God has set us free. You know, I still, man, when, whenever I tell somebody or you know, what, where God brought me from, it still brings a tear to my eye. If I'm talking to a stranger and I, you know what, and I, I tell him the conversation comes up and I start telling him, you know what, man, you know what, 20-something 20, 20 years ago, you know what, I was hooked on drugs, but God came, you know what, he delivered me. I, you know, some people, they, they don't know what it's like to be in bondage or they don't recognize the bondage within their life. And, and the enemy had me defeated, man. He, he had me in bondage, but God delivered me, amen. And we don't have to live defeated. Tell your brother, don't be defeated. Sometimes we walk around defeated, cold, carnal, and unspiritual. But we can live with victory and power. So the first thing I want to take a look at is we see here is that number one, we see Israel dominated by Egypt. In Exodus chapter one, And you don't have to put that up, but in Exodus chapter 1, 10 through 22, and Exodus chapter 11, 1 through 14, the Bible speaks about the pain and suffering endured by the Israelites. And when you read those, the portion of scripture, you could almost, it's almost unbearable the stuff that they went through. I mean, they were killing their babies, they were, you know what, whipping them, man, and they, they, they were in bondage, heavy, heavy bondage. And some of you know what that's like. Come on, somebody. Right? Some of you were locked up. Some of you were behind bars, caged like an animal. And, and you liked it there. Ah. Some of you liked it there. You know, you were you you thought you were cool. Yeah. You were in bond. I mean, well, you couldn't walk like that. You were more like, it was more like. Because you, they had chains on your ankles. So it was more like it took you 20 minutes to get from here to the, you know, to the door. And you liked it. See, we see the, the domination of Israel by Egypt. The Bible speaks about the pain and suffering. Are you being dominated by Egypt right now? Is Egypt getting the upper hand in your life? Do you find yourself being defeated? Do you find yourself falling all the time? Do you find yourself, you know what, not doing what you're supposed to do or not being where you need to be or not, you know what, uh, drawing closer to God and reading your word and getting into prayer, but you find yourself doing, like Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things that I don't want to do, I do. Paul was talking about being, you know what, uh, about the spirit of Egypt uh, overtaking them and getting in the upper hand. Sometimes we find ourselves knee-deep in Egypt, the bondage endured by those who are captives of this world system. See, being out of the will of God should never be viewed. Sometimes it's just like, you know what? Well, I'm just taking a break. huh? But you know what? Taking a break should never be viewed as a pleasure trip in the world. But you know what, when you really look at it, it's a time of bondage. It's a time of darkness, and it's a time of enslavement. And the enemy is trying to enslave you once again. He's trying to put the shackles back on your mind. He's trying to put the shackles back in your heart. He's trying to, you know what, get you to fall to the things that, you, that used to enslave you. That's what the enemy's always trying to do. The spirit of, he's trying to put the spirit of Egypt on us. So that you know so you'll go back. You know, sometimes we're thinking about, oh, I used to have fun doing doing that stuff. But how many know it always led to hardship? Being dominated. So we see the pain of their domination, and we also see the progress of their domination, because how many know when, you know, when when Egypt dominates us, that it will progress? In other words, it will get worse. See, many of us, I remember when when Greg was a young man. Uh, We're the same age, so, you know, I was young too. But I remember when we were younger, Andy, we all grew up together. I don't know, Juan's not here tonight. Uh, But I remember these guys way back. And I remember, you know what, when we were real young, when we were, you know, 13, 14, 15, we were just little, you know, oh, here's (laughs) <laughs> trying to hide over there, Ismo. But you know, we were just little, we were just little whippersnappers trying to be somebody, huh? Smoking weed and dabbling in Egypt, you know, doing little things here and there. But by the time we got eighteen or nineteen, twenty, that little dab in Egypt got worse. We progressed. By this time, Greg was in prison. You know, huh? he was. I remember he was young. And, and by this time, you know, uh, we, we progressed to, to bigger drugs. Things we said we'd never do, we did. And we see this happen in the life of Israel. You know, the, the progression of, of the taskmaster got worse within our lives. And I want to warn you, especially those of you that are young, or Oral. Is that something might, you know, you might start thinking about, well, maybe I could just, you know. Sometimes Christmas, you know, we want to start doing all these things that the world does. Huh? We want to start putting tattoos, and we want to start, you know, drinking, and we want to start, you know, going uh, to the Christian club. <laughs> it's a Christian club. Yeah, right. You know. But you know what? The Spirit's there. That spirit of you know, hey, huh? Still want to do it in the bump again, huh? Still want to do it in the gigolo, you know? <laughs> hey, <laughs> some of you don't know about that. <laughs> and you know, see, but these little these things here, they'll take you back. We got to be careful. Because the domination, see, Egypt, man, Egypt wants to enslave you once again. Egypt wants to grab you once again. It wants to stop you of becoming of who God wants you to be. He, wants to paint, he paints the worst picture. He even tries to use God, you know what, that God doesn't love you. And God, you know what, is allowing this to your life. God's trying to bless your life. So we see that you know what that, that Israel was dominated. Not only that, but their, the domination got worse, huh? But also we see the the promise of the, in their domination. How many know that even when we're going through stuff and it seems like we're getting defeated, and it seems that if we continue to hold on, if we continue to look up, if we continue to believe in God, if we continue to fast, if we continue to give, and we continue to pray, that you know what that something's gonna break, like Pastor always says. We'll get a breakthrough. Got to come through. You might think, you know what, that man, when's God, God's gonna, God's gonna come through? It might not be in your timing, but God is gonna come through. You just got to keep fighting. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep going, marching towards Canaan. You got to keep going. You know what the plan, the destiny that God has for you. You know, I, even when you know when we were in Tracy, you know what we got. You know what. It, we started going through the desert financially, numerical, emotionally. We started going through all kinds of things. And you know what, man, you know, we were I was thinking that sometimes I was going, you know what, man, I just quit, man. And you know what? Cause because before you know what, before I got saved, we had good jobs. I think I was making almost 30 bucks an hour. Yolanda was making 25. We had new cars. We had a new house. But we didn't have no peace. Huh? We didn't have no peace. And, you know, you know, we, I was thinking about, you know what, maybe it's just time to quit, you know, give this up. And, you know, what? Well, we'll just do, you know, thinking about giving up God. But then I started thinking about, you know what, What about God told me, you know, what about the guys that quit before you? Where are they at today? You know? And he goes, and not only that, it wasn't just that. God said, well, where's their children at? Huh? That spoke volumes to me. I said, if I give up, man, my kids are going to give up. If I go to Egypt, my kids are going to follow me to Egypt. That's why it's very important to, you know what, to stay the course, to stay on, you know what, stay on uh, on the straight and narrow, to continue to fight the good fight, even though you're going through heartaches, even though you're going through the famine, even though it might be dry right now. You got to keep fighting and believing and believing God for the impossible. The other thing we see is that through, you know, that even in the domination and even through the through the through the hardship of God is that is that God also where to go? That there is also always a promise of God. And that promise. God has a promise for you. God has a, you know, if you look at this, God had told Abram before he said, you know what? He even gave Abram a a glimpse before this. And he told him, you know what? He said, the people of Israel, he said, they're going to go into bondage for 400 years. He told Abram. And then through that, what did he do? He raised up Moses. We see them in bondage here. We see them in in slavery in Egypt. We see their, you know what, the, the bondage get even worse. They had to make bricks without straw. Not without straw, but they had to go gather their own straw, the Bible says. When they were making bricks for Pharaoh to build these cities, uh, Pharaoh provided all the, all the straw for them. But when when Pharaoh when, when they were in bondage and Pharaoh seen them growing and he put them in bondage and he started doing all these things, treating them ruthlessly, he said, you know what, you guys got, you guys got to go get your own straw now. We ain't going to get it for you no more. He go, and he told him, you know what, and I don't want, I don't want you, uh, I don't want the count of bricks to be any less than you're making now as us providing it for you. That's how the enemy works. huh? He tries to, you know what, he tries to steal, kill, and destroy. But how many know God had a promise? Amen. In the midst of that domination, in the midst of that slavery, God raised up a man of God. His name was Moses. And you know what, we see that God brought him, And that you know what they didn't recognize them right away. Even while they were they were killing the kids, God had a plan for Moses to you know to be set free. For Moses to be their deliverer. And he grew up, and even Moses went through some things. But how many know that he was the promise for Israel at that at that time? See, God always has something. God always has a ram in the thicket, God always has a ram, God always has an offering in store for you. Something that you can, you know what, that you can use for his honor and glory. We also see Israel's delivering plan from Egypt. They were delivered by the plan of God, like I said. Moses was that deliverer. But we also see that they were delivered by the power of God. I want to tell you something, you know what? Just continue to hold on to the promise and the power of God will come upon you. If you hold on to the promise, continue to fight the good fight of faith. Don't look back. Don't think about going back to Egypt. You know what? Egypt ain't going to do nothing for you. Egypt ain't going to do nothing for you. Continue. You know what? If you have a need today, if you've got a situation in your life, you need to hold on to God. You've got to believe God for it. That's what God is trying to teach us. God is trying to teach us to rely on him, to, to put all faith in him, to be obedient to him and to hold on to everything that he wants to do within our life. It's a lifelong journey. It's not. We're not weekend warriors. We're not reservists. Uh, we're, you know what? We're, we're the Marines. And God wants us to, you know what, to get in there now and to continue to fight because you know what? There's no other way. If you want to go, you know what? Once you step back and you try to do it, you know, you try to go To Egypt and you know to handle business, it's not gonna go right. You're gonna stumble, you're gonna hit your head, you're gonna go through hardships. It's gonna get, you know what? We can't be half baked anymore. We can't play with God anymore. We can't, you know what, just think that we're gonna make it happen, but we gotta rely on God and we gotta press in and we gotta get excited and we gotta get a hold of God like never before. They were delivered by the power of God. It's the power of God that's going to deliver you today. Nothing's changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we've got to rely on the power of God. I remember that power hitting my life 20-some years ago. I went to drug programs. I went to jail. I lost everything. Nothing I could, nothing could stop, stop me from putting that pipe in my mouth. I lost my wife, my kids, my dignity, everything. Sold everything. But the power of God hit me one day. Huh? Somebody prayed for me, and the power of God came upon my life. And, and you know what? The chains just fell off. And you know what? That's why. That's where I did the shimmy. Great. Huh? The shackles came off. And I just did the shimmy. I said, "Get off me!" Huh? I'm set free. <laughs> Did a shimmy right here. Greg knows about the shimmy. <laughs> huh? Amen. And I just did the shimmy, man. And you know what? Because it, 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 you know what after I knew? I knew it was over. I knew it was over. Right then and there, I knew you know what, man? I'm delivered. I'm set free. You know, I don't know where I'm going. But I know God's going to take me somewhere. And you know what? I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to believe God. I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. I'm not going to pick up that crack pipe anymore. Because you know what? I don't want it anymore. God gave me the power to say no. God gave me the power to believe for the miraculous. And you know what? I continue to go forward. What about you? Are you even defeated? Huh? Huh? Are you walking around, you know what, man? I had my time. I you know, uh, you know, I did my part for God. And now, you know, I'm just gonna put it on cruise control. Huh? I'm just gonna cruise. I'm just gonna cruise down the streets of gold. Hello. Huh? And Andy sixty five with a butterfly on the front, lit up. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was. He had a nice car, though, back in the day. But it's the power of God. We've got to get a hold of the power of God. Salvation is solely the work of the power of God within our lives. God formulated the plan. He supplied the blood. And he calls the sinner. And he saves the sinner. And he keeps the sinner. And he does it all without our aid or intervention. It's the power of God. God's power, the power of God is still available today. The power of God is still active today. The power of God is still going forth today for those that want it. But we got to go after it. We got to trust God. Not only that, they were delivered in the praises of God. The Bible says that they came dancing out of Egypt. Do you remember when you first got saved? Didn't you come out dancing? Huh? I know I did. You know, I remember the first service I walked, walked into there at Paradise Hall. And I just felt like I was walking home. I walked into, my, I walked into the house of God. And I, I to myself, I said, I'm home. It was my first time there. I didn't care about anybody, about what anybody thought or what anybody, I just knew, you know what, man, I'm, I'm in the house of God. I'm set free. You know what, man, and I, I don't know what's next, but you know what, it's better than what I had before. And then God will give me a new life. But how many know that, you know what, that's, that's uh, you know, now you know we come in and sometimes you know what the power of God don't move us anymore we don't come in we come in sometimes and you know what you know we don't want to worship we don't want to lift our hands we forgot about where God brought us from we forgot that he delivered us from the mighty clutches of Egypt but do you still come in dancing are you still excited? Do you still believe that God has a purpose and a destiny for your life? See, we see that even after all this stuff, after all, God done all these great miracles for Egypt, that they still desired Egypt. Even though they experienced great deliverance from their bondage in Egypt, the people of Israel still continued to experience and experience the pullback of the spirit of Egypt. I mean, look at today. Think about six months ago, who was sitting next to you? Where are they at? Huh? And we pray for them. We wish, hope the best for them. We want to see them come back. But you know what? We got to be careful. We got to be careful some of the things we do. Some of the places we go. Some of the, you know, some of the areas that, you know, uh, that we let our mind go because it could pull us back. Right? Just when I thought I was out it pulled me back in. But how do we know we got to continue to fight the good fight? We got to desire the righteousness and the, and the power of God upon our lives. Don't desire, don't look back to Israel. There's nothing back there anymore. God sets you free, you know. You know. Sometimes we're just holding on. We keep God at a at a stiff arm distance, and because we're still hoping for things in the world that are going to happen and and go good within our life. We're going to be able to live a life still in Egypt, and still you know, live a life with God. How many know the Bible says we can't serve two masters? Huh? We either you know love the one and hate the other, or hate the other and love the others. Something like that, right? (laughs) I got myself confused. (laughs) But we see that in the life of the believers. See, it sometimes happens to us. One of the things that they desired is they desired the safety of Egypt. What they desired is that, you know what? They were slaves, but if they did their jobs, they were safe and they knew what to expect the next day. They knew they were going to get a meal. They knew they were going to, you know what, they were going to be able to go home. And they knew that, you know what, that they were going to be able to get a good night's sleep. But even though when they woke up, man, they were going to get beat. <laughs> and they were okay with that. They were, you know what, we went through that. You know what, you know what, we were out there trying to do our thing and trying to have fun. and But we knew, you know, we knew where to go get the meals. huh? We knew where to, you know, what to lay our head. And we knew, you know what, where to do certain things. And sometimes that becomes safe for us. Feels good, feels okay. See, I believe God has something better for us. I believe God has a better thing in store for us. He has, you know what, better plans for our life. He has plans for us to prosper. He has plans for us to live the abundant life. He has plans for us to do a work for him. But sometimes we crave Egypt. See, some of you feel more safe in Egypt. And your hope is in money. Sometimes, we, you know, our hope is in money and, in, and the different things. And it's a right to have those things. But how many know God needs to be first? See, the old master does everything in his power to defeat those who are committed to serving Jesus. The new master... Right? Jesus is our new master. Sometimes the spiritual battles and the battles within us, the lust and the desires of the flesh overwhelm the believer, and he or she desires to return to Egypt because it feels safe. Amen? We feel safe, and you know what? Sometimes we stay there. We spin our wheels. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's no love. There's no, you know, what connection with God like we should have. But they desired also the spirits of Egypt. Amen. Israel, even they built their own, they built their own uh, gods. When Moses went up to the hill, to the top of the hill to spend time with God, the Bible says that, you know what, that they, they grew weary. And they said, you know what, man, let's just make our own God. And sometimes when things ain't happening right within our life and we're waiting on God, you know, sometimes we just build, we just make a new God. You know what, I'm gonna, the, the TV's going to be my God now. Raider Nation, Raiders, you know, or the 49ers, or these different things, you know, our car, or our house, or you know what, different things that, uh, that we allow to creep into our life. And they become more important than, you know what, than worshiping the king of kings and the lord of lords. And we find ourselves, you know what, uh, creeping back down, you know what, down to Egypt. and An enemy, you know, comes in like a flood. And he starts spanking us. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Start getting whooped on and wondering what's going on. But I really believe tonight that, you know what, that God has something better for you and I as we continue to focus on God. Don't look back. Tell your neighbor, don't look back. We got to continue to go forward. You got to continue to, we're on our way to the promised land. Soon and very soon. Come on, somebody. Huh? See the king. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know the whole, unless it's, it's playing, you know. That's AJ's leading it, then I, you know. But we're going to see the king pretty soon. Huh? Jesus is coming back. Don't grow weary and doing good. God has a reward in store for you. God has great things in store for you. You just got to keep fighting. Don't look back. Don't give up. There's too much in store. You don't want to find yourself in bondage, your next generation, generation. I believe God wants to take you someplace. Look, those are you young people. God already brought your family out of Egypt. He already brought you out of Egypt. He already delivered your mom, your dad. Don't go back. Don't lead the gener- don't don't lead your, your lineage back. But fight forward. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me tonight. What time is it? I don't know what I can't see the clock. There's a there's a glare. Amen. You know, like I said, sometimes we find ourselves allowing Egypt to tempt us. Sometimes Egypt looks good to us. We just think, you know what, man, just, if I just, you know, if I just go back with Scary Mary, huh? or Horrible Henry, I'll be all right. He'll take care of me. She'll take care of me. But how many know God has taken you to a new place? God has a new destination. God has taken you towards a land flowing with milk and honey. God has taken you to a place of peace and prosperity. And you're going to go through some pain. Uh, let's not sugarcoat it. It's not always going to be easy but God is faithful amen and you got to keep fighting this world is getting darker times are getting tougher but how we know that our God is still sovereign he's still in charge he still has us covered he still has our back he's not done with you Don't look back. And if you're bumping, if you're doing the bump, quit dancing. Cut it out. It's time to cut it out. It's time to, you know what? It's time to hit our knees. It's time to, you know what? It's time to pull our belt. Tighten up. It's time to look up. God has something great in store for you and I. God is just scratching the surface. And those of you that are, maybe you might be living in Egypt. Purposely or not purposely. Just the situation you're in. I believe God is going to deliver you. That God is going to lift you up. As you look up. As you cry out. See, God heard the cry of Israel. And I believe as children of the Most High God, as we cry out to Him, is that God is going to be faithful. God is going to deliver you from whatever you're going through. And God is going to put your feet on solid ground. So tonight I want to open the altar. And maybe you need God to, you know, to deliver you from, you know what, your thought. Maybe you feel like, you know, you feel that pull. I believe God wants to break, you, set you free tonight. And so I want to open the altar tonight if you want to come and say, you know, I need a touch from God. I need that touch that you got. I believe God wants to deliver you.